and it hurts. So I'm going to sit down. Amen? You know, most of you know, we celebrated my birthday. Let's hear it for my birthday. And what I did is I've been thinking about it. I turned 70 in December, two months ago. And I got to tell you, of all the numbers that I've had to reach, that was the most difficult one for me to speak. You like that, Eric? Now, I know you young say, ah, what's in the number? But I say to you, son, the numbers continue to grow on. When you talk to a young person, they say to you, oh, 30 and 40. <laughs> when they're 30 and 40, oh, 70 is nothing. But when you get to 70, you find it's something. So in aging gracefully, I like to just mention something to you that someone sent to me who also turned 70 about a week before I did, a friend of mine. Aging gracefully. Last year, I joined a support group for procrastinators. We haven't met yet. I don't need anger management. I need people to stop irritating me. When I was a child, I thought a nap time was punishment. Now as I've grown up, it just feels like a small vacation. If God wanted me to touch my toes, he would have put them on my knees. Why do I have to press one for English when I'm call calling on the phone? When we all know you're going to be someone who I can't understand anyway. <laughs> Amen? So this morning, running the race that is set before us, and I'd like to pray. Abba, we come before you and we thank you for this opportunity to stand before your people to get into the word for a little while and to see what Yeshua has accomplished in his sacrifice in us, for us. In Yeshua's name, amen. Excuse me, I need water. Years ago, there was a movie and, and a play describing the battles of endurance that people face during their lifetime. Shaul describes it in Hebrews 12 as running a race. The movie, as you may recall, was Staying Alive. The play which was given it was given in a ministry that I belonged to many years ago. And it was called Athletes of the Spirit. Which in reality, I thought, should have been called Soldiers of the Spirit. You may ask why. Ironically, both movie and play depicts the believers or the people trying to kill demons at the end, which we know is impossible. Well, what I found funny in the play was the lead character who was a former college football player 
with very unskilled dance moves. And because I have dance moves, I kind of laughed. His moving across the stage trying to look like Barishnikov, the, uh, the male ballet, he was awkward, very, very awkward. The reality is that an athlete of the spirit would have the cadence of a runner, not the awkwardness of a soldier. A marathon runner with the fluidness and the calculation with each step. This morning, I would like to speak to you about running the race that is set before us. In scripture, <clears throat> we are called to train as athletes, to equip ourselves as soldiers, to learn to be fishes of men. We are called to be mentors, leaders, disciples, disciplers, helpers, and as Mary said this morning, worshipers, and many, many others. These all require preparation, commitment, and endurance. Hebrews chapter, um, chapter uh, 12, verse 1, Rob. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The agony, the word for race there is the word for agony. One feels, the agony one feels when he's running a marathon. Those of you that have trained for marathons and have run marathons know <clears throat> that there's a point in the race where your body begins to tell you, no mas, no more. The metaphor that Shaul uses of running a race for us to recognize our life in Yeshua is very interesting. To run a marathon takes commitment, takes the commitment to train three to five times per week. It takes the commitment to build up endurance where you begin at 10 to 20 miles per week. Then it takes the commitment and the endurance to train for up to four to six months, gradually increasing mileage until you have reached 20 miles in one outing. That is the gold. Finally, the day comes to compete in the marathon, a race that is 26.2 miles. And by your commitment to train properly, you prepare properly, you are ready for the challenge. For me, to use this analogy, as Shaul did in Hebrews, equates to our training in life. It takes preparation, folks. First Peter 3.15 will read. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts and always be ready 
to give a defense to everyone who asks you, asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and prayer. So you have to be prepared for the blessings that is in you. That people will see your life. They, what is different about you? You have to be prepared. You have to go on back before and look what you needed to look into as far as the scriptures are concerned. Who are you in Messiah? That is what you're speaking about. Prepared overcoming obstacles will give, me, give you endurance even in the defense of the gospel. Overcoming obstacles as we train is what gives us our strength as we're confronted. It takes commitment. Psalm 37.5, please, Robin. <clears throat> Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit is to roll, is to cast your way, your walk, your path, your road, your journey to God Almighty. <clears throat> the key here is committing your way fully unto him, and he will bring it to pass. It takes endurance to run this race that's set before us, and whether you like it or not, you're in the race because the scriptures call it a race. And it takes endurance to be able to do that. And endurance is the ability to withstand stress and hardship that we know will be there when we compete. It's not easy to compete. It's not easy to live life. It's not easy to walk with the Lord. But we have some great examples in the book of Hebrews. And first, I'd like to start in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and following. Rob? Therefore, do not cast away confidence, your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, which is a quote from Habakkuk. But if any man draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Well, we are not those who draw back. We <clears throat> who draw back to perdition, perdition, but those who believe in the saving of our souls. And the word for perdition there is the word for destruction. These believers, as I mentioned last month when I spoke, were about to make a very crucial mistake. These believers were going to turn away from Yeshua and go back to Judaism, thinking that once the race subsided a little bit, they would be able to return to their previous position. They were told that is not possible. To perdition is the word for destruction. And it refers to the state. 
after death, wherein exclusion is realized. Fact. Wherein man, instead of becoming what he might have been, is lost and ruined. But those... But we are those, as it says in the latter part of the verse, we are those who believe to the saving of our souls. My friends and brothers and sisters in the Lord, we are the salvation of the world. We have what God has intended for man since the beginning of time. We have the answers that people are looking for. And it takes us to realize that we are the ones that God uses. Whether you like it or not, you're in the race. For in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. You don't have that, Ralph? I can read it. Everybody's pretty familiar with this. I may have not put it down. I apologize for that. Yeshua says, Matthew 7, verse 13, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, eternal lost. And there are many who go by that way, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are many, and there are few who find it. The way that we are doing or coming to in this race is difficult. Yeshua said it's difficult. But it's not as difficult as those who are going to be destroyed at the end of time. When they come to that place and they realize that they're ruined, their destruction, their life has been ruined for eternally. That's what we are talking about. To apply endurance, moving ahead, utilizing our faith, trusting God to preserve our souls. We are, we are prepared, we are committed, and we endure. Amen. Let's return in, in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It mentions um, the, the ones that have gone before us. And he mentions them as a cloud of witnesses. Those that have gone before us and has tested the waters. Who are these examples that are listed in chapter 11? Well, let me just quickly run through them rather quickly. Noah, verse 7 of chapter 11, built a boat by revelation. When there was no rain and no water. Abraham, looking for a city whose builder was God. Sarah, by faith, who conceived a son in her latter years. Abraham, who offered his son Isaac the gift that God had given to him with Sarah. He was willing to offer it unto his God as a sacrifice, being convinced 
that God was able to raise him from the dead. And of course, we have many, many others. I have to he read Hebrews eleven thirteen. It says, Hebrews eleven thirteen, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but have seen them afar off. They saw them afar off by revelation. And they confessed that because of what God had showed them, they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. That is the example that is set in Hebrews 11. It says in Hebrews 11, 39 and 40, Rob, I think you have that. Yeah. And all these having obtained a good testimony for their faithfulness and endurance in applying faith, did not receive the promises or the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. In that latter part, the verse 40, um, I'm going to quote from the complete Jewish Bible because I think it gives a little better description. Because God had planned something better that would involve us also. Us also. So that only with us would they be brought to the goal. In other words, the idea that God was going to bring us all together, not only the old covenant believers, but the covenant, the believers at Yeshua's time, those all that have gone and passed on, and those in the present and in the future. God's plan. God's plan in Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5, it talks about where there's a new heaven and a new earth and Jerusalem comes down, where all the people are gathered up, both old covenant and new covenant believers. And they will reside in the kingdom of God where he will rule and he will be their God. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. You see, we as believers, we have always, in the, the, the new covenant belief, we have always been in God's plan of redemption. Because, the, because of examples of these old covenant believers who operated in faith became the cloud of witnesses. Cloud of witnesses are like when you're running the race and all these folks are standing by and they're cheering you on. That's what that is like. The cloud of witnesses are the cheerers. Come on, come on, you can do it. You can make it. You can make it. If I made it, you can make it. And it says in verse 1 of Hebrews 12, it says, how do we do it then? That we lay aside every weight and sin which ensnares us. We have to set aside the hindrance in our lives and get serious with walking with the Lord as our sister Mary mentioned today. The time is precious and the time is short. 
to take that time to spend with the Lord Almighty. To be, to be ensnared is to be caught in a trap by lack of discipline, by lack of personal prayer, by lack of reading the scriptures. We don't compare ourselves when we're running a race to each other. That's foolish. Because we know, even in the census realm, when we see the marathon on TV, there's only two or three people that actually win the race. They shoot out way ahead because they understand the finish line. That is their goal. In 1 John 2.15, it says, do not love the world or the things of the world. And if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It's the love of the world that ensnares us to sin. It's the love of the world that stops us from competing in the race. It's the love of the world that tricks us into thinking that we are right with God when we are not. In verse, in verse 2, Rob, can you bring that up, please? Verse 2, Hebrews 12, 2. Okay, thank you. How do we do it? Looking unto Yeshua, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at that right hand of God. He is the author and finisher of our faith, which means it's complete, folks. It is complete in him. We run the race and finish the race that's before us, where there is a crown of righteousness waiting for us, as Yeshua, as, as uh, Shaul mentions in Timothy. Worry or weariness of the mind which may hinder our physical recovery. We are truly athletes of the spirit, running a race God has set before us. So run that you may win. Yeshua stands at the finish line, and I equate a marathon, and I think it's a wonderful description of believers trying to attain the goal that is set before them, where you're running the race, and you're pacing yourself, and you've, you, you know you have not gone more than 20 miles, but here it is. It's the day of the race at 26.2 miles. You reach that 20-mile point, and your body starts to give way. And your mind starts to fail you and tell you you cannot reach it. You cannot go. And usually at that point, there's a hill that you have to run up. And that hill is the, the hill, the killer, that every marathon has a place in it that will stop you. That those that are weak and who have not trained will fall short. And then once you overcome that hill, there in the distance is Yeshua standing at the, at the finish line saying, Come, 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 you have won the race the greatest cloud of witnesses, witness of all time, Yeshua HaMashiach. 
Amen? Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this time and being able to share what you've shared with me, dear Lord. I bless these people and I thank you as we go forth this Shabbat. May we run the race that is set before us in your great love. In Hashem Yeshua. Amen. God bless you.